Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. (laughs) And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This one's called The Truth is Out There. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was our awful attempt at the theme to the X Files because copyright. Yeah, because copyright, and they can't ca- claim that. That was terrible. That was that was an original cover. <laughs> yeah, an original cover, cover. Original cover. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Carolina Snowflakes original cover yeah. of the X Files theme song. If you yeah. didn't know what that was, I could I wouldn't blame the audience for not knowing. That probably sounded awful. I have no idea. I won't know until I edit this later. (laughs) (laughs) So on the topic of the truth being out there, as it were, I've got an excellent book recommendation. I haven't done a good book recommendation on the show for a while, but this one is fantastic. So this is an Oprah Book Club recommendation. For real. I'm not just stealing the name. (laughs) For real. She actually did recommend this book. It's a book called Bewilderment. It just came out this year, 2021 in September. The... What? It's called Bewilderment. Oh, Bewilderment. Okay. Yeah. It's by a guy named Richard Powers, which is a damn shame <laughs> that he goes by Richard Powers. This actually really upsets me. It almost made me not read the book, if I'm yeah. being honest. <laughs> if you tell me your name is Richard Powers and you do not go by Dick Powers, I don't really want to read your book. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It was. It really was a big hurdle for me to get past that. <laughs> to get over that he, get he would, past Who the wouldn't name? go by Dick if your name was Richard Powers? Well, I don't is Oprah going to recommend a book by Dick Powers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It would be a completely different book for right. sure. Dick uh, Powers. Yeah. The autobiography of a porn star. Right. I don't think Oprah's going to put that on her list. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that's probably why it goes by Richard. But anyway, it's his 13th novel. He's actually won a Pulitzer Prize for his book, uh, The Overland, which was a uh, book that was also very good by him. Uh, it was Obama's favorite book in his uh Big ass book that Obama wrote about his life and his section about his favorite books. The Overland was his absolute favorite. So this dude's a real deal author. And uh, it's a pretty short book. I would recommend it a lot because, I mean, you can, I think the audiobook versions of it's like six hours, seven hours. It's pretty short. Um, but it's excellent. It's a fantastic uh, book. And I'll just give the the loose pitch of it is basically uh, there's a guy, he's an astrobiologist, which means he studies the chance of there being life in uh, outer space. And he has a son who has some sort of mental disabilities, like uh, either ADHD or some kind of uh, schizophrenia. They don't really exactly say what's wrong with him, but he has a disordered child um, who's struggling. And the um, child's mom, his wife, has just died. And they have done an experiment before she died with her brain where they measured her... Uh, feedback in her brain when she was feeling certain emotions. So they would make her feel, they would ask her to feel euphoric and they would measure her brain. And then they used AI and training to uh, essentially put the the, the kid in a uh, big CT scan to activate the same parts of his brain by looking at a screen and essentially getting into the same emotional state that his mother had been in. And that's basically the plot of the mo- the, the the book. And so, the, yeah, that's the short pitch of it is, is like what happens after all that? Like what happens if you had a machine that basically made empathy? They call it like an empathy machine uh-huh. where you could feel an exact person's emotions by training your brain to get into that emotion. And the theory is the 
the longer you trained on that, the easier it would be for you to get into that emotion. So if you trained on good ones, Mm. like meditation, it's the same principle as meditation, actually, uh, that you would eventually get good at getting into those states of consciousness, uh, like working out a muscle or something. And that's the sort of plot for the book. And this guy being an astrobiologist, one of the bonding things he does with his child is talk about all the planets that are out there and all the different things that could live on the planets. And they pretend to go there in their dreams. He he has this relationship with this kid with that's what they do. And he's being an astrobiologist, talks a lot about the likelihood that there would be life in the outer uh, space and what those chances are. And they're actually very large, Mm -hmm. in fact. And that's the weird thing. The weird thing is that the odds that they're out there from what we can see, that there are planets, a bunch of them, we'll even say millions of planets that can support life. Why haven't we heard from it? That's called Fermi's Paradox, Mm -hmm. and that's a major theme in the book, and it's very, very interesting. It got me thinking about it, like, why haven't we heard from alien life? You know, like, really? How do we know we haven't? Right. How do we know we haven't? And here's the thing. This this whole concept comes from a a guy who was an Italian-American physicist named Enrico Fermi. Enrico. His name was Enrico Fermi, and he was like, hey, I have this idea about the aliens. I assume he had an Italian accent. (laughs) Because he was Italian-American. Uh-huh. He's like, my name is Fermi. I have this idea. Where haven't we heard from the aliens? Do you think they would be allowed? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, basically, in around 1950, uh, he and a bunch of other, you know, astrophysicists got together and had a conversation about it. A serious conversation about, like, what are, the, what are possible reasons we couldn't have heard from alien life? And that conversation got kind of publicized as, like, in all the, the magazines. Yeah, like, like hey, group of nerds. Gathers together and says, are aliens talking to us? Uh Question mark. And so it became known as the Fermi paradox. Mm. And it's it's that. And later on, there was a guy named Drake who came up with an equation called the Drake equation that would, if you had all the variables, would tell you how common life was in the universe. And we don't have all the variables, but we can have estimates. And we put our estimates in, there should be life everywhere. Mm. is the thing Mm -hmm. and so it's like either this equation is wrong or our guesses are wrong or there's something else we don't know and i think that's really interesting have you ever thought about fermi's paradox like sort of on your own even not knowing what it was called um yeah of course um i i think i've mentioned on the show that in college i took um astronomy astronomy yeah you did my senior year of undergrad and it was in that course that I came to realize that we are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like How big the universe is. Yeah, I yeah. really, I guess, I mean, I, I remember learning about the solar system and stuff in like grade school or whatever, but mm-hmm. like I never really thought about. How big? Yeah, beyond myself mm-hmm. <laughs> or beyond Earth much. Yeah. Um, and then this course sort of opened my brain yeah. to the the realization that there's the potential for so much more out there and and things that actually are alive and we're so limited really and truly in what we can know right at least for now from where we're sitting and what we have yeah yeah that's very interesting so did you know what was called fermi's paradox did, you, no okay. i've not heard of that hmm but it makes sense, right? Like you get the idea. Yeah. The official like definition of it is the uh, the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence of extraterrestrial life and various high estimates for their probability. 
I mean, some people say that cats are are aliens. They seem rather alien. And the way that they move and their little ears mm-hmm. twitch, and it's like that's when they're signaling to their mothership. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you... Um, there are some theories about possible explanations for the paradox, and they're in categories. So what I was thinking we could do, we could play a little game. Oh, okay. Where I will give you the category, and you see, um, or I'll give you all the categories, and then you think of any um, of the reasons you can think of, and we'll decide which category it goes in. Reasons I can think of. Yeah, for for the, why we wouldn't have heard from aliens. Oh, okay, great. So the first category is that uh, rarity of intelligent life. So it would be anything that falls under the category of intelligent life being rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next category is evolutionary explanations. So explanations that revolve around the way civilizations evolve. The next one is sociological explanations. So why aliens might, <laughs> why we wouldn't sociologically <laughs> get along with aliens. Uh-huh. Um, economic explanations. So that deals with resources in the galaxy and how much there are and how far apart they are. Um, another one is discovery of extraterrestrial life is too difficult. So not that they're not there, it's just too, to find them is too hard. And then another category is uh, willingness to communicate so that the aliens might not want to talk to us. <laughs> yeah. And then the last category, the one that I tend to think of, is that alien life is already here, just unacknowledged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like my cat's theory. Right. Uh-huh. So every most of the explanations that I've heard for Fermi's paradoxes fit into one of those categories. Yeah. Um. So if you could think of any, what, what, what's one that comes off the top of your head? Just a reason why we wouldn't have heard from aliens. Well, I saw a meme last week. Mm-hmm. I have to associate this with memes. Um, that kind of fits the sociological one. Mm-hmm. And it said, it said, every time aliens drive past Earth, they lock their, their doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know... That's probably true. Well, it's interesting. That would be in the willingness to communicate category. They, it, the, the Earth is deliberately avoided. Uh, yeah, but I feel like that... No, because they drove by. Yeah. If they really were avoiding us, they wouldn't even... Yeah, they wouldn't even come by. Yeah, they wouldn't even like sling by yeah. the planet. That goes to... That's my favorite sort of hypothesis, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called... Uh, also known as the zoo hypothesis. And that is that um, basically a bunch of civilizations of aliens and all kinds of things evolved. And humans were the worst. And they were like, we're going to put them all on a planet with all these weird animal species. And we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. But we're going to, like like a nature preserve, we're going to just make them off limits. Like we're in a zoo. Earth is a zoo. So the theory is that aliens put humans and all the, the animals on Earth to put us in like a zoo. In like a zoo. And they're watching us. And they're watching us. And, they, <laughs> and we'll never know they're there because they don't want us to. But they're probably like laughing. Yeah, probably. And amused at how dumb and mm-hmm. stupid we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, look what they're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another uh, one that's interesting is uh, periodic extinction by natural events. So that fits into the category of rarity of intelligent life. And the theory is that you know, on Earth, we've seen there have been periodic extinctions and ice ages and things, and that that happens on all the planets that could support life. And if that does, the odds that they'll line up and that we'll have two intelligent enough species to communicate at the same time are massively slim and that that's why it would never happen. Mm. So that's an interesting theory is that it's just the spacing out of extinction events. I don't think I like that one. Yeah, you don't like that one? No, because I feel like, it, no. Okay, well, what's another one that you do like? Um, I just mostly like the concept or the thought that aliens are either already here 
or have been here mm-hmm. um, and or that they are repulsed by us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some other interesting ones that I, I would like to go over and see if you if you like any of these. Tell me okay. what you think of these. Okay. How about that? The, the game will be you rate them. All right. So what about one that says uh, alien space species might not live on planets? So they might have already be spacefaring and just live in spaceships. So if we're looking at planets, we won't find them. Um, that's a possibility. Yeah, that's an interesting. That fits into the sociological explanations mm-hmm. of their their culture might be just so different that we don't think the way they would. Yeah. So another one would be that alien species may isolate themselves from the outside world. So they might realize that everything's dangerous and they purposefully camouflage. So they're out there. They're just wearing camo. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one may be colonization isn't the cosmic norm. So maybe us being colonizers is the weird thing. And all the aliens are like, why colonize anything? That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Maybe it's the British in us. Yeah. They're not British enough. (laughs) Yeah. The aliens. Yeah. Or maybe it's the nature of intelligent life to destroy itself. So eventually you get smart enough and you blow yourself up. That one I kind of believe. Yeah. That's a theory kind of known as the great filter is what that's called. Mm. And the theory is that all civilizations get to a point where they have enough power to blow themselves up. And most of them do. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me where you, you become so advanced, so technological, but it's also new that you Mm -hmm. don't really know what you're doing truly. And so you're like, I think we've got it guys. Uh And then. Yeah. And then the question is, (laughs) have we just not hit it yet or have we passed it? And we're one of the few that do. I think maybe we've done it before. Like we've blown ourselves up and then re-evolutionized and then <laughs> and now we're gonna blow ourselves up again oh so we're like in the great filter right now that's where yeah, we are like yeah. donald trump is the great filter <laughs> he has no filter like we either make it through trump or we don't and every civilization has a donald trump that's why he's orange he's lived for infinity <laughs> is orange the color of infinity yeah and it's the color of every planet it's like a combination of the skin color of every planet that he's been on as the test for whether or not your civilization can withstand the force of explosion that is the Trumpinator. The Trump. The Trump train. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's one explanation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that one, though, the Great Filter. It's a good idea. I mean, it's, it's as reasonable an explanation as any, I guess. Well, one of my absolute favorite of the possible hypothesis is called the Planetarium Hypothesis. It's a little bit different from the zoo. If you think about a planetarium, Mm -hmm. the thing is, it's like the Truman Show. Like, we're on Earth, and everything here is real, but everything we see out there is not like a planetarium. And so there aren't any aliens because there isn't anything else out there. Hmm. The only thing that there is is what's on Earth. And all that illusion was put there by God or some other alien a long time ago. And so we're like in a big bubble that we don't even know we're in. That's a little too conspiracy theory for me. Yeah. It's kind of like a Truman Show type theory. I don't, I don't like it. Then there's a Matrix theory where we're all, we're, we're none of it's real and we're all in a simulation. Um, that's, you know, it's just like the Matrix. Eh. Yeah. That one's like, I like the planetarium one. I don't know why you don't like that one. It's too conspiracy theory. It's too flat earther. Oh, I see. Self-centered. So so the stars really are definitely there, even though we haven't been to them, for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah, that that's probably true. Probably <laughs> true. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, you know, it's just one of the possible hypotheses. The other one is, you know, that there are aliens. Um, one that I really like, though, and this will be the last of the Fermi p- paradox 
explanations, but this is my absolute favorite one. And it goes something like this. So trees on earth operate in a lot longer uh, time span than humans do, right? Like trees can live a thousand years, some of them. So the idea is if trees wanted to talk to each other, it would probably be a lot slower than humans communicate. Like if you just think about it, obviously trees don't communicate, but if they wanted to. How do you know? Yeah, right. Because it would be very, very Maybe slow. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Like, think about Treebeard in um, Lord of the Rings. Like he talks real slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so the theory is, or one possible theory is that they, that there could be aliens, but they live on a much, much longer time span. So one syllable, they have been trying to communicate with us, but oh. one syllable takes like a million years. So we don't hear it. Oh, or we do, but it's just that constant hum. Uh-huh. And we go to the doctor and they're like, eh, that's a normal part yeah, of that, aging. Yeah, that, mm, that really might be one syllable from yeah. an alien up there that takes 10,000 years to get through. Doctor's like, you're getting old. It's it's okay. So, so yeah, there could be aliens. <laughs> just we're on a weird time frame. Yeah. Um, or the opposite, the inverse of that is that they could be really fast. So oh, yeah. they could have in the last 30 seconds sent in their entire civilization's worth of data and we didn't see any of it because it hit so fast. It just we're too slow. It was just some little blip on our radio frequencies that mm. was just like beep that we didn't <laughs> recognize. But that was their everything. Yeah, that's a possibility. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. It's that like it's not that there that there aren't aliens. It's just that time is weird and that we can't adequately communicate because one of us is too fast or slow. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Those are those are some possible solutions to Fermi's paradox. It's an interesting question. I've always been fascinated by it, and uh, it's all in that uh, great book, Bewilderment, by uh, Dick Powers. Dick Powers. To me, the thing that makes the most sense would be that aliens are already here, mm-hmm. or that they visit regularly. <laughs> yeah, they come and, and they, wave. Like vacation here yeah. or something. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Their little like tourist hats. In Florida mostly. Flip flops. Um, I don't know if you paid attention earlier this year when a report was released by the Pentagon. Yeah. On some UFO activity. Mm-hmm. Kind of a big deal. They did but, release it. But nobody really yeah. <laughs> paid attention. Yeah. Nobody seemed to care that the Pentagon released a report yeah. on official government, like, I think, didn't UFO? they call it UAP, Unidentified yes. Aerial Phenomenon? They, they call them UAPs, but let's get real. Not to mix up with WAP, which is a different thing. That's not the same thing. That's a song. Right. These are UAPs, but, I mean, they're UFOs. I was, a, I was just looking for a chance to talk about WAP on the show. <laughs> Who isn't, really? <laughs> We worked that into our alien You're welcome, Megan the Stallion. Uh, Is that who sang it? I I don't know. If it's not Megan the Stallion, I'm sorry. I think it's somebody else. Well, I've always thought her name was so weird because the stallion is a boy horse. Wasn't it Nicki Minaj? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, we sound ignorant. Our age is showing. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, your age is hanging out. Ew. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. So, Pentagon released this study or this Mm -hmm. report in June of 2021 saying UFOs are a thing. Yeah. And they exist. UAPs. UAPs. U- I'm calling them UFOs. Yeah, we're just going to go They're UFOs. Yeah. Okay. Unidentified flying objects. Yes. Well, to understand where this report came from, we have to go back a little bit in time. 
to April of 2020. <laughs> okay, that's not that far. <laughs> well, it's a little it's a, it's a little bit back. Yeah. So it was like right after the pandemic okay. started. The Pentagon declassified three videos taken by Navy pilots showing unidentified flying objects darting across the sky at high speeds. Mm-hmm. Again, this came out and it wasn't really paid much attention to at the time. Well, because we were in the beginnings of a pandemic. The pandemic and then the great filter Donald Trump himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The videos document not only the unusual objects, but also commentary of the Navy pilots who were witnessing them as they took part in flight training exercises. Yeah, they were like, holy shit. Yes. What is that? Yeah, I watched. I went and watched the videos. Uh-huh. I've seen some. So one of the three videos was recorded in 2004, and the other two were recorded in 2015. All three had already been leaked across the internet and even shared by major news outlets for years, Mm -hmm. but no one really knew whether or not they were valid or even real. Yeah, like because they could have been faked or whatever. Right. And then then the the Air Force was like, no, they're real. The the Navy had said the whole time that they were real. Yeah. But they wanted... Or the Navy, I'm sorry. They wanted something a little more official. Mm -hmm. So in April of 2020, the Pentagon released the the three videos with an official statement of authenticity. And it said, quote, after a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena. Further, the aerial phenomena observed in the videos remain characterized as unidentified. Yeah, so we we these are real, but we don't know what they are. Right. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> government admitted that they did. So that happened. Uh huh. And you can vi- view the videos yeah. online. They show. I saw them. They show saucer-shaped objects moving through the sky mm-hmm. very quickly. As one pilot noted against the wind <laughs> and in one video they appear to dive into the ocean oh yeah why and they? fly back out that's badass it's <laughs> pretty crazy i watched it i was like holy shit what if they hit like a whale or something while they were doing that uh, who knows like maybe that's why we find random whale carcasses they just got blasted by a fucking alien oh my god what if whales are the aliens roadkill yeah, whales, whales. When random whales wash up ashore, it's it's roadkill. That kill. was roadkill. Huh. Huh. The more you know. In the past 20 years, military pilots have made more than 120 sightings of objects with no apparent signs of mm-hmm. conventional propulsion. No exhaust, no contrails, mm-hmm. no wings or fins. Yeah. In 2007... Congress established the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program Task Force, Mm -hmm. charging the intelligence department with determining if these objects being seen were extraterrestrial in origin or if they were advanced military technology being developed by foreign countries, in particular Russia and China. Yeah, that would be, that's actually scarier. Yeah. Unfortunately, the task force was shut down due to lack of funding in 2012, but was resurrected in 2020 when former President Trump signed the $2.3 trillion COVID relief bill. (laughs) They threw that in there. Somebody sneaked that into the bill. 
Okay. So the bill required the Pentagon to continue their investigations into these and other sightings and to release their findings to the public, which is what they did in June of 2021. So crazy. And like I said, no one cared. Nobody really cared. It fell with a thud. Nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit. (laughs) It makes me wonder if aliens really did show up and like actually were talking to us. If people be like, yeah, but American Idol's coming on. Yeah, listen, um, I'm late. I... BTS just dropped a new album. I've I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I got a Zoom meeting to go to. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of June, the task force released their findings after investigating 144 sightings. In total, I think they went through almost 3,000 pages wow. of documentation. And the sightings spanned from 2004 to 2021, with the majority occurring after 2019, because that's when the Navy instituted a formal UFO reporting process for personnel. Before that, if you went back and told your... They'd tell you to fuck off. Yeah, they were like, don't say that shit, man. People think you're crazy. Exactly. Like, don't tell us you saw UFOs. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we don't want to hear about that. (laughs) But in 2019, they were like, you know... Yeah, you could report it. Maybe we should have a process for this and maybe not stigmatize it so much since there's so many people saying they saw something. Uh So anyway, most came after 2019. Of the 144 sightings reported, 80 involved observation with multiple sensors. Yeah. So things like the cockpit cameras, the radar, Mm -hmm. et cetera. They had more than one thing picking up. Yeah. Multiple sensors picking it up. So it's not a malfunction in one sensor. Correct. Yeah. 18 of the sightings include reports of unusual movement by the unidentified object. Yeah. They either appeared to remain stationary during high winds, move against the winds, maneuver abruptly, or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion. Yeah. A few of the objects also emitted radio frequency energy that was picked up by military aircraft. Mm-hmm. So they were putting out signals. There, yeah, some energy coming out that says like, hey, there's something here. The report says definitively that the objects are not American military craft. Yeah, they're not. But also doesn't discount the possibility that they might belong to other countries. We know that both Russia and China are experimenting with hypersonic technology, vehicles and weapons Mm -hmm. that can move at five times the speed of sound. Sure. And... For sure, the velocity of the objects seen by the American pilots would be consistent with that kind of engineering. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, nuts. Hmm. You know, I tend to think, just generally, that some of them, a small amount of them, but some of them have got to be optical illusions. Just like some weird phenomenon, some pocket of gas that got ignited or something crazy like that, where it's like, it. the sensors picked it up as a thing and it looks like a thing, but it's yeah. like... It's really a weird phenomenon. The the report I went I read the report from the Pentagon and they have five categories mm-hmm. that they set up to classify or label mm-hmm. the sightings. And one of them is like natural phenomenon. Yeah, kind of like when we talked about the brown mountain lights. Yeah. How like it's possible that that's some weird effect with natural gas that comes out and interacts and swirls in a certain way that does light up the sky weirdly. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that what you're seeing isn't real. It's just it's not ghosts. 
Right. Yeah, I think some of them have to be that. Like probably. Yeah. Um, just some weird thing that we can't ex- explain. It's just really. weird though when it's picked up by more than one thing. Right. But I mean, like I said, in the case of some weird gas pocket or something, I could imagine like some way or weird lightning phenomenon that picked up by sensors. Or when it's seen by more than one person. Yeah. At a time. Mm-hmm. That's also like hmm. Yeah, maybe is, it's a spaceship. It is interesting. <laughs> so back to the the maneuverability of these mm-hmm. objects in the report, the the suddenness with which the objects change directions would or at least should cause g forces that would rip them or their inhabitants apart. Right. It would it would destroy the ship. Yeah, basically they're saying like the way that they move defies anything that we have any kind of physics yeah and we would implode or explode yeah if we moved in a right in a vessel like that yeah exactly so so yeah so kind of nuts and also they pointed out the length of time that some of them remained in the air goes beyond what conventional fuel technology can support Mm. so basically long story short the report doesn't confirm the existence of aliens, but it doesn't rule them out yeah, either. Not at all. And it's kind of like, we don't know what it is. Well, I have a question. Um, have you ever seen anything in the sky like that? I have. Um, one time I was, it was in my early 20s, I was driving to college and I saw a, it was like cube. It was a cube shape. Well, it was the Borg. It was, a, yeah, it was the Borg. Okay. It was. It was a cube-shaped silver object in the sky huh. above the interstate. Weird. And it was way up high. You just saw it for a second? No, I saw it for a long, until I, it went the, the way it was going and I went the way I was going. And you were like, what the fuck did I just see? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that shit? Huh. I have a similar story. One time I was on the beach as like a teenager on a like spring break trip to the beach and it was, you know, late at night, maybe two in the morning, and I was sitting out on the beach by myself, looking at the ocean, and this, this thing, it was like a, almost like a sphere, maybe like a, like a saucer shape, flew from way off in the distance to way up close, really, really fast, and then way far away again, and then zigzagged across the sky, and, t- and then went up into the sky, leaving a trail behind it way faster than anything I could imagine. Like that's crazy. Like, like laser, like the speed of a laser beam is how wow. fast it went. And I, it freaked me the fuck out. Like it really freaked me out. I like <laughs> turned like, white as a like, ghost. Alien. I was so scared. And to this day, I know what, I know that I saw something weird. I don't yeah. know. It could have all been in my head. Yeah. I could have had a weird aneurysm or stroke at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Something. Somebody could have no. dosed me with some kind somebody of hallucinogens you for a brief moment yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> handed me a spiked drink. I don't know. Maybe I was roofied. But I saw some weird shit. Oh God. That I that I really couldn't explain. When you were talking about the movements, that's exactly what was going through my head. Is that thing moved in a way that it defies everything? Like. Yeah. Like that's kind of the way I feel about the thing I saw too. Like I. I don't know that it was aliens. Yeah. But I definitely know that I saw something very unusual. Weird. And it, I, I know I saw something. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. It's weird as a rationalist trying to deal with that, isn't it? 
Yeah, I would just I saw it and I mean I'm driving so I'm like trying not to run Die, off the road. Yeah. But I mean I just kind of stared at it going like, oh. is that going to make sense in a few minutes? Am I going to figure this out? Nope. Oh, nope. Nope. So that's just the rest of my life wondering right, about cool. that thing. Anyway. Yeah. There, uh, the board just flew over. <laughs> yeah, I'm was. glad you didn't get assimilated. Thanks. How do you know I'm not? Yeah. <laughs> because there, you, it's obvious. You get all that weird tubing on you when you become a board. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. So apart from the military basically saying like, hey, <laughs> UFOs, they're real. Um, I mean, people, civilians. Civilians have been seeing UFOs since, like, forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so on on record, um, the National UFO Reporting Center, which started in 1974, has been documenting sightings around the U.S. And they have documented 90,000 UFO yeah. sightings. That's just from 1974. 90,000. But sightings go back. Oh, yeah. Way. Forever. Forever, it's mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, forever. People and have been seeing weird shit in the sky forever. Rome has documentation oh, yeah. of strange sightings around 218 BC. I'm sure. And depictions of a quote moon boat are documented from fourth century China. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, yeah, some of it was people that were on drugs, but not all of it. <laughs> yeah, some were. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's there's weird um. There's weird like organic uh, poisons that grow in nature like ergot that can make you hallucinate like crazy. And they found ergot in old wine containers and theories yeah, about so like... maybe they were fucked up. That could have been um, honestly what happened to that uh, lost colony um, in America. The, uh, the, the Roanoke? The Roanoke, yeah. One of the theories is that like they got poisoned with ergot and they all fucking tripped balls and like a bunch of tweakers on spice. Oh, and they like, like fell in the swamp and died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like a bunch of weird tweakers on Spice. Yeah, nobody really knows what happened to those. That could have happened. That's a good point. So anyway, UFOs have been seen Mm -hmm. since like forever. Forever. Um, As long as human beings have had eyeballs. Yeah, we've been seeing those And a way to document. Yep. Like we have historical record from all over the world. There's not a doubt in my, my mind that that's true. Of weird things in the sky. And the other thing that's crazy to me is that... The U.S. in particular seems to be a hotbed. Yeah, well, for for sightings, UFO sightings, and also alleged abductions. Well, we have free speech. Is the thing I feel like if you go saying you saw a UFO in North Korea, you just die. Like the government <laughs> just kills you. <laughs> That's a good point. Or in Russia, like I feel like in a lot of countries they see them, but they don't say anything because the government will kill you for things like that. In Russia, yeah, no ship. No, no, we do not see ship. <laughs> only Putin. And like I said, not only seeing them, but in the U.S. we have this affinity for abduction. Oh yeah, millions. Millions of Americans believe that they have been abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> that I don't know about. That seems yeah, a little far-fetched. I, like, I can humor that there's life beyond Earth, and I can even humor that maybe some of these sightings are an extraterrestrial controlled um, flying object, <laughs> yeah. but I just don't know that I buy into the abduction. Yeah, thing. that seems weird. That's a I'm not there yet. And if they were gonna take a person, why would they bother to 
put them back. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it's so they can do tests and stuff. Yeah, but it's not like we go get field mice and do tests on them and put them back in the field. Like scientists, when you when you take mice for an experiment, they die in the lab. Like you don't put them back out in the wild, being like, "See, we we electrocuted this mice for a while, and now we're just throwing them back into the wild." Maybe it would be too obvious if they did that, though. Like we would, like okay. But I mean, we don't care if the mice know. Why would they care if we know? Because. I don't know. Mice don't have free speech. <laughs> so, okay. So if we're playing on the idea that aliens... So, okay. So we're living in a zoo uh-huh. that's being watched by aliens because we amuse them. Now, if that's true, maybe they're like vet visits. Yes. Occasionally, you have to take your zoo animal yeah. to get its teeth cleaned or get well, it examined. Well, they really fucked, fucking dropped the ball on COVID. <laughs> Well, that was an accident. Yeah. You see, what had happened was <laughs> yeah. one of the cats, the alien signaling cats, knocked over the jar of COVID. Yeah. And it spread around the zoo. It did. And now we're all getting infected. Yeah. See, I, I don't believe that we have the guardian <laughs> angels of aliens because COVID. So anyway, so maybe that's what it is. If If abductions are real, maybe it's not like this... Horrible thing, like people think it is. It's more of like, oh, it's your vet visit. Yeah, yeah. It's like your the way alien... a kid reacts to the doctor. Right. They don't know any better. Your alien vet visit. That's true. <laughs> Maybe when you're getting anal probed by aliens, you'll just think to yourself, this is actually for the greater good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. The U.S. Uh-huh. Would you like to guess which state in the U.S. has had the most reported UFO sightings? Mississippi. No. Oh. No. Actually, Mississippi's not even in the top 10. All right. Let me guess another one. Ohio. <laughs> no. Ohio's number eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's got to be Midwestern. like Kansas. No. Oklahoma. No. Alabama. No. Jeez. Where is it? California. Cal- oh, yeah. Well, there's nuts out in California. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So California's number one. Number New Mexico? Th- you know, New Mexico's not even in the top ten. That's just there's not enough people there. No, there's not enough people. You got you to gotta have a lot of people Yeah. to have sightings. That's true. They coincide. So California's number one. That's, number that explains Ohio, because it's like rural, but there's a lot of fucking people in Ohio. Number two is Florida. Florida, yeah. Of course. Yeah. They are aliens. They're all on spice, too. Fucking flocka. Yeah, they're all <laughs> drugged up, so you can't tell with them. Number three is Washington State. Okay, I can see that. There's a lot of clear sky out they there. They have Bigfoot, too, so yeah. of course they're going to have UFOs. They have Bigfoot. I wonder if he's ever run into... I wonder if the aliens have ever accidentally abducted Bigfoot. Oh, shit. Yeah. They know about Bigfoot, because if we're there zoo yeah they put bigfoot here they were like they put he's like a where's waldo they were like we're gonna put a bigfoot like, down there and see like, if they can find watch it. this we're gonna fuck with the humans <laughs> yeah put the bigfoot in there <laughs> <laughs> but washington state had an incident in 1947 that wound up being the inspiration for the movie men in black yeah and they had that world's fair with the with the big alien uh ufos things was in uh, washington state they showed it in the movie no, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number four is Texas. Yeah, I could see that. Don't mess with Texas, I could y'all. see that. There's Again, it's rural, but there's a shitload of people. A lot of people. Number five, New York. New York. <laughs> the Yankees. Yeah. Number six, Pennsylvania. Okay. 
And here's same, when it, it has a similar vibe of a lot of people, but rural. And kind of Midwest. Yeah, yeah. You know, 1965, a fireball was witnessed by thousands of onlookers across six states that caused sonic booms around Pittsburgh oh. and wound up crashing outside of Pittsburgh. And the U.S. military went and cleaned it up and never told anybody what it was. Yeah, it was some military plane. <laughs> yeah, but... UFO. Yeah. <laughs> number seven, Arizona. Yeah. Number eight, Ohio. Number nine, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Number 10, North Carolina. North Carolina. Woo! Woo! All right. Woo! That's awesome. We got number 10. <laughs> We're number 10. And since we are the Carolina snowflakes, South Carolina came in at number 20. Yeah. It's, it's There's only like 5 million people in South Carolina. Yeah. But South Carolina... In, in Bowman, which is just a little bit north of Myrtle Beach, there is a UFO welcome center. Yeah, well, you got to welcome them. Yeah. This guy set up a little welcome Some center. Some tells me they wouldn't house. stop at the welcome center. How do you know? That guy I says that they do. He says the guy that runs the place says they do stop there. Well, then there you go. And they check in. Well, I mean, it's just like <laughs> us then. <laughs> now, as far as the least visited states... North Dakota, Wyoming, South Dakota, Delaware, Rhode Island, and Alaska. Yeah, Alaska. They, they, they yeah. I feel they're, like if, they're even too if, worried about freezing. Yeah, I feel like even if you see some weird shit in Alaska, you're too cold to say or do anything about it. <laughs> no one's gonna believe you. Yeah, you're just like I just that was what was that? Uh, I don't know. I gotta get the fuck out of Alaska. I feel like that's. <laughs> Yeah, Alaskans are like, abduct me, please. Yeah, uh, that that one makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot happens in Hawaii, though, because people don't want to leave there. Um, Actually, Hawaii is pretty down on the list hmm. for sightings. Hmm. So paradise, nah. That's weird, because I would think there'd be some sort of subconscious thing of like places you want to leave versus places you don't. No, like Hawaii doesn't have a lot of a lot of sightings. And to be honest, apart from North Carolina and Texas, and I guess Florida, I mean Florida is southern. Yeah. There really aren't a lot of southern. Yeah, it's it's those midwestern. It's Let's, the Midwest kind of Illinois Ohio cluster. Yeah, those are my not my favorite <laughs> favorite places in the country. We'll just put it like that. <laughs> yeah, they're not that bad. Yeah, they're better than Yankees, I guess. I guess. Well, whether or not they're WAPs or <laughs> UAPs or UFOs. Oh, there's one acronym you should definitely know, and it's GAP. That's a good ass podcast, and that's what this podcast is. And you can find more GAP podcast episodes on our website, CarolinaSnowflakes.com. And if you want to meet other fans of the good ass podcast on Facebook, you can meet them on our Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if you're an alien and you want to send me a message and let me know where you guys are so that maybe we just weren't listening, maybe we never gave them our email, here it is. Carolina Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.